I know that anger is a really scary emotion for a lot of people, and I get why that is. That's not unreasonable. Anger has the power to destroy, probably more so, arguably more so, than any other emotion, than any other feeling. Anger can be very destructive. Um, that is true. That That is absolutely true, and there's no way around it. But when anger is destructive, it's because it's not being handled properly. Handled correctly, anger is no different, no scarier, no worse, so to speak, than any other emotion. And it's a very, very important part of your emotional spectrum. You need to be able to feel anger. And if you really want to have healthy relationships and take good care of yourself, you need to be able to express anger skillfully. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Hey guys, welcome back. Dr. Scott here. For those of you who don't know me, I'm a licensed clinical psychologist. I have a full-time practice. I create and facilitate intensive outpatient programs, which are small groups for adults with moderate to severe mood and or anxiety disorders. It's usually and, not too many people have or. I'm also the author of the book For When Everything is Burning, and I'm the host of this podcast and YouTube channel. And as I alluded to in the intro, our topic today is anger. This is going to be kind of a quicker episode. Uh, I'm actually getting packed to head out on a two-week-long vacation today. And I actually wasn't going to record at all. But uh, this came up in both group and individual over the last week. And it was way too valuable not to share with you guys. So I am going to do a quick run-through with you on some outcomes of anger and what I feel are the best ways that you can manage this potentially scary emotion. So anger, of course, is is a very common feeling really for all people. Um, I think life is just is often frustrating and infuriating on its own. But when you have mood disorders and anxiety disorders, you're more prone to anger. Irritability is a symptom of anxiety, getting easily frustrated, uh, getting easily annoyed. Psychomotor agitation is a symptom of depression, which often makes us feel you know, like so irritated or annoyed by every little thing that we're physically uncomfortable, or in some cases, maybe even fly into a rage. But it doesn't have to be that way. It doesn't have to be that way. Anger is an important emotion. Anger is a tool. And like every tool, it can be handled appropriately. So just like with any other emotion, there are a few different ways that you can handle anger. So with any emotion, you basically have three options for how you can handle this emotion. So this model in general applies to all feelings. The outcomes are specific to anger, but the ways of handling the emotion are essentially your three choices for anything that you feel. When you feel a strong emotion, or really any emotion, you can either repress that emotion, you can express that emotion unskillfully, or you can express that emotion skillfully. Now, I want to briefly define these terms because I don't think people are out there saying like intentionally repressing their emotions or purposely expressing them in unskillful manners. I don't think those are things people usually set out to do or even are necessarily aware that they're doing. I think those things usually happen either by accident or just because of some misunderstandings. So when you repress a feeling like anger, that basically just means you're trying not to feel the feeling without expressing it. You're just trying to get over it, essentially. You're trying to hold it in 
and just move on without doing any actual work, um, which of course, if it actually worked, would be a really appealing option, but it doesn't work. So repressing anger often sounds like, I just need to get over this. This wasn't that bad. You know, they didn't mean to, it wasn't their fault. Uh, I'm overreacting. Basically, when we repress our anger, we're we're trying to talk ourselves out of our anger. We're trying to just make it go away, just hold it in or or just not feel it. So we're trying to get away from the anger. The problem with repressing anger is that it leads to one of two outcomes. If you're repressing your anger in a long-term relationship of any kind, and I don't just mean dating, this could be friendships, this could be coworkers, this could be family members, any long-term relationship that you have, repressed anger leads to one of two things, or sometimes both. Repressed anger leads to resentment, and it can also lead to rage. Rage being kind of one level above your typical level of anger, the reason that repression can lead to these two outcomes is when we repress our anger, we aren't communicating it to the source of the anger. We aren't telling the person who made us angry that they made us angry, which usually means that they're going to continue to do the thing that made us angry because they don't know. And you might think, oh, they know, or they should know, or if they don't know, they're an idiot, or you might think whatever, but here's the thing. We talk about this all the time with anxiety too. People are so wrapped up in their own lives that they don't realize, they don't have as much insight into what's going on in yours as you think. And that has pros and cons. But being an adult and taking care of your life and taking care of your brain takes a lot of effort. It's a full-time job. And so people really aren't out there thinking about you as much as you think they are. For better or for worse, that is just true. And so people often don't realize they've made you angry. They, they often don't. And it's best to just assume that they don't and inform them of it rather than assume that they do and just wait for them to change the behavior on their own because that is how resentments build up. Repression can also lead to rage. And ironically, that's usually what we're trying to avoid when we repress. We repress because we're trying not to be angry, but it makes us more angry. Because when you repress an emotion, it doesn't just vanish into the universe. It doesn't just enter some void and just go away forever. It stays inside of you. You have, and this is not, this is not physiologically true, uh, but this is functionally true. You have this container inside of you. And this container can hold some certain amount of emotions that you can just put in there and be like, I'm not dealing with this today. It can hold that. But you're not really meant to use that container indefinitely. It's a lot like, it's it's like a garbage can. You know, you put stuff in there and, and you're supposed to put stuff in there, but you also need to take it out every now and then. And if you just leave stuff in there and, and constantly put more and more stuff in there, it's going to start to rot it's going to get disgusting and it's going to overflow. And eventually you're going to have one of those days where you open it to put one more thing in and all the stuff you've been compacting down into it just flies out. And if the feeling is anger, it flies out into a rage. That rage, ironically, is what scares people about anger. They remember seeing that rage in other people or they remember feeling that rage in themselves. And they use that rage to justify the idea that anger is bad. And they use that perspective that anger is bad to repress their anger, which leads to rage. So this creates the ultimate vicious cycle. Repression creates resentment and rage. 
repression is not a healthy way to manage your anger. Expressing your anger unskillfully is going to lead to ruptures. Ruptures are interactions in your relationships with other people where safety is lost, where the relationship no longer has effective communication or trust between the members of the relationship. And again, I know we aren't out here purposely saying, oh, I'm going to be unskillful with my anger today. But expressing your anger unskillfully means you're not in charge of the words you say or the actions you take. You're not in control. You're taking that feeling of anger and you're putting it in the driver's seat when it really should be in the passenger seat. Your prefrontal cortex should always be in the driver's seat. And functionally, what that means is no matter what you feel, you're still also maintaining an awareness of how the things you say and do are going to affect the other person and how the things you say and do are going to affect your life tomorrow and your relationship with this person or this organization or whatever it may be. And you're still thinking about preserving your own safety. You're still in control. And, and this is not a binary. A lot of people think of this as a binary, either I'm in control or I have emotions and there's, and there's no in between. And that if you, if you're expressing any emotions, you're then not in control. This is not true. This exists on a continuum. So you can, you can be angry and still be in control of your actions. And in fact, that is a necessary life skill that you must develop if you want to have healthy relationships and a healthy internal emotional life. So unskillful, unrestrained, unhinged expression of anger you know that's going to be things like you know just insulting someone you care about swearing yelling um it could even involve physical aggression it could involve violence it could involve breaking things it could involve you know kind of just saying things you don't mean um it's being fully taken over by the anger and it's not healthy so the hardest one to define, but the most important option you have for dealing with your anger is skillful expression of anger. And skillful expression of anger is the only pathway in this chart that leads to resolution. When we are skillfully expressing our anger, we are using emotion regulation. We are using our interpersonal skills we are using our critical thinking. We are using our long-term planning. We're still in control. We're still in charge, but we have feelings and we are expressing these feelings. So skillfully expressing your anger can, can be something as simple as saying to the other person, hey, the other day when you, when you made that comment about my family, I just want you to know that that really did make me angry. I would appreciate it if you don't say anything like that again. It was not appropriate. Just something like that. It's, it's not unhinged. It's not rage. It's not insulting. It's not aggressive. But it's not holding it in either. Right? Like if you heard me say that, you know, I'm not holding my feelings in. I'm not, I'm not going all in on my feelings, but I'm not going to pretend like you didn't upset me because you did. And I'm going to tell you about it because I value our relationship, because I care about you. Because I want to continue to have a relationship with you. And I know that if I completely hold this in, I'm going to start resenting you. Because you're going to do that thing again. And you're not going to even know how much it bothered me because I didn't tell you. And that's my responsibility. But if I let my anger win and if I let my anger beat control, I'm going to respond to that insult with another insult. And then this whole thing's just going to escalate and spiral and we are going to get nowhere. 
So let me talk a little bit more about skillful expression of anger, because obviously that is the that's the take home message here, right? That's the most important part of this episode. Skillful expression of anger can involve communicating with the person who made you angry, as in the example I just gave. But I want you to know that's not your only option. You don't always have to talk to the person who made you angry. Sometimes it's not an option, right? Sometimes the person that made you angry was a stranger in the grocery store or another person on the road with you. And by the time you gather your thoughts enough to potentially express those feelings, that person has exited your life, probably permanently, which, you know, may be okay. Um, but there's no chance to talk to them. There's no chance to let them know. Or if it is a total stranger, you know, sometimes it's just not, it's not always reasonable. You don't know who that person is. You don't know what they're going to do. It's not always a good idea to verbally express your anger to someone who you don't know at all. But there's a lot of other ways that you can get those feelings out. A way that I'm a, a pretty big fan of is writing. And there's all kinds of different ways you can do this. You can write creatively, you can journal, really any creative endeavor. I'm kind of focusing on the ones that I do. Um, and I'm kind of limited <laughs> creative, cre creatively, to be honest with you. Um, people write songs when they're angry. People do art when they're angry. These are all forms of expression. Anything you do to express those feelings instead of just keeping them trapped inside of you is going to make you feel better and is going to move that anger out in a skillful, effective, healthy manner. So those are all valid options. Anger in particular also creates a lot of physical activation inside of us. Anger is a very physiological emotion, much more so than a lot of other feelings. It creates a lot of energy inside us. That's why sometimes when you're angry, you get hot or shaky. Sometimes your voice starts to tremble a little bit. Sometimes you even get sweaty when you're angry. It's a very physical emotion and it creates all this energy in the body that we often don't get to use because nothing physically goes down, you know, when we're angry the majority of the time. And so another really effective way to express your anger is to do something physical, to push against something or do progressive muscle relaxation or like with a stress ball, maybe do some weight training, do something to use this energy that's been built up inside of you. Because when that energy just sits there and you feel it cycling over and over and over again, that often keeps you in angry mode because you can still feel the changes in your body that the anger created. Now, that's certainly not an exhaustive list, just trying to give you some ideas here. So I hope that this short episode was helpful to you. I know that anger can be a really scary emotion. Maybe you've been on the receiving end of some unsafe anger, or maybe you've seen anger ruin relationships, and maybe you've kind of sworn off anger and decided, you know, that that emotion just has no value. That's that's a That's a bad emotion that I don't want to ever have. But I'm telling you, that approach is unhealthy. That approach is actually more likely to result in you having so much anger inside of you that you are not able to manage it appropriately. And when you learn how to do these things, when you can be skillful with anger, when you trust your ability to express and regulate your anger in ways that are healthy and adaptive and productive, it stops being any scarier than any other unpleasant emotion is. There's nothing different about anger as long as you know what to do with it. And hopefully this episode gave you a few ideas on that. Best of luck to you. Take care.